0: StartupRad.io, your podcast and YouTube blog covering the German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Hello and welcome, everybody. This is Joe from StartupRad.io, your startup podcast and YouTube blog from Germany. If you're watching this or listening to this, make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Today, we have an interview of a specific with uh, Dennis here with me. Hey, how you doing? Hi, I'm fine. Moin from Hamburg. And Moin is the appropriate way in Hamburg to either say uh, good morning as well as all day. Hello, how are you doing? Um, This, yeah. <laughs> This interview is also brought to you in media partnership with Hamburg Startups. Uh, Go down here in the show note and pay them a visit as well. Dennis, you are here because you are the founder of Specific. Um but can we first go a little bit through what you did before? Because, um, as always, we will link to your LinkedIn profile down here. And, uh, there's the company Jung Heinrich AG. And there you did a lot of uh, stuff like, uh, head of service, pro, senior project management. Um, how long have you been there and what have you learned there and why did you leave?
1: Yeah, um I'm 30 years old, so I am not probably the a younger founder of a company, so I have to have work for another companies before I found it specific. I've been with Jung Heinrich for 13 years, I think. Um so a long period. I I said always um it was my my youth time uh, in, in working experience and um, or, uh, when I came out of that time, I go to the next company Zülke. What I learned a lot at Jung because because um, that was my stage coming into the point of uh, business process optimization, thinking in lean processes, um, thinking about how can IT, support people having efficient processes and uh, efficient working steps by steps using field application uh, applications, using SAP ERP um, and APIs in between and so on. So um, it was my, my hard and logical thinking about how people work at work and um in the last years, I was responsible for the complete digitalization of these service processes. So everything between customer call and customer invoice. So dispatching the engineer, that the engineer getting his service reports, and that the service engineer is able to write his service report. And out of the hours and uh, spare parts, which the engineer used by the customer, uh, creating invoicing and the complete KPI things also in, in that case. So, um, it was a cool time with very great people. But, um, in end of 2015, I asked myself, okay, should I work my long life for Jung Heinrich? Because it was the beginning of, I was beginning of thirties and yeah, the, the question was, um, should, should I take other blood instead of the yellow blood in, in my mind? And, um, then I, I'm asking myself, okay, what, what should I do in the next time? And with this comfort zone discussion, um, I thought, okay, the next step should be a commercial after sales manager because I'm coming out of the after sales uh, business processes. And yes, I know how after sales business works, that I can use this knowledge to do, uh, or to, to have an, a job role like an after sales manager. But, um, after a few weeks, I realized, no, that is not what I want to. And that was the decision. Um, and the answer of that, that I switched to the, um, company Zylke, which is an individual software and hardware provider, because there I got the opportunity to work for more than one company in real and very cool new technology projects. And, um, I, can have a look into more than one company in, in a very short,
0: uh, time period. So that sounds pretty much like it was also a little bit of consulting as well, but sounds pretty interesting. And of course, what I understand you then went on from Zylke to actually start a company. What was the trigger? What triggered you there? Why did you decide, oh, I have now, whatever, 15 years in corporate experience, and now I want to start a startup?
1: The reason was uh, the augmented augmented reality stuff I um, learned by Zülke, because when I switched from Junghannig to Zülke, the HoloLens came up in Germany, and Microsoft was searching for an uh, first certified development partner in the, um, yeah, German region. And, um, they asked Zürcher to go for it. And in that case, I came in touch with the Hollands and augmented reality in, in, yeah, in, in business things and keeping in mind what I learned by Jung Heinrich by after sales process that they are field service engineers, which, um, can, Yeah, have guided workflows when they are working in the field or in training scenarios or whatever. I realized the business potential of augmented reality. And, um, with the first project we made by Zulke, we got this, um, certified stamp by Microsoft that was beginning of 2017. And, um, with this stamp, we, I got the, um, responsibility to take over the complete AR business uh, for zücker and um to build up this uh, yeah market pro- uh, portfolio to to get new customers to to give them as a consultant um the possibility how can augmented reality have an impact of their turnover of their efficiency of their uh, cost level so, um, and there I got well, so many discussions with a lot of customers that I keep in mind. Okay. There is a, a, a real potential for that. And then, um, we made a real huge project together with the customer, and Krupp. And, um, in that case, there was one special thing, um, measurement, uh, stairs, um, and that, that case brings me to a, uh, brought me to the point, okay. measurement with augmented reality devices. And then we get a 3d model out of it. That's very cool. And a lot of companies have a measurement problem, let's say in, in their business processes, and that was the reason to say, okay. Let's take an an, an outstep out of Zulke, found a new company and put in their um, measurement with augmented reality devices to get 3D models out of it.
0: So basically the idea is if I understood it correctly. So basically you have like two, three, maybe even more people walking around, like around a specific object in a certain building, they are wearing some type of augmented reality devices in your case, for example, Microsoft HoloLens. And then actually you can take all the data and measure everything that they've seen, put together all the data and you end up with a pretty precise model of what they've seen. Is that is that correct? That is our vision. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> okay, I see. Mm. The, problem is,
1: the problem is that there are, are today there are no automatically scanning algorithm to take the logic what kind of object mm-hmm. it is, which you are a C and scan, and to, to get an accurate 3D model out of it. So um when I look at the use case of Tussing Shop. There we have a complete digitalization of this um, sales process for stair lifts. So and the measurement is just one part. So uh, the salesman goes to the customer, scans the um the stairs, and then he has a product configurator on the n- tablet. Um and then he can visualize the configuration of this stair lift on the customer stairs. So and um there you have um or in this this scanning process you uh, you measure st- step by step and wall by wall and handrail by handrail and so on so object per object and the logic what kind of um, or the intelligence what kind of object you are measure is or it's coming from the the workflow because um, in the workflow, the sales guys say, now I measure a stair. Now I measure the handrail and the outcome of it is an intelligence 3D model because um, this data that the sales guy said, this is the handrail is saved by in, in this uh, 3D model. So, and when I compare this logic and way how to measure with Current existing measurement processes and ways how guys in the field are measuring, there are today two possibilities. On the one hand, you measure manually, let's say, yeah, um, and you, you make the documentation on paper. That's the worst case scenario. So a complete non-digitalization process. And
0: Like you still have a, still a physical wooden measure and you measure around. For
1: example, Mm -hmm. could be an easy solution for small companies. For example, could be a a easy solution to have an overview, um, for, for example, um, a painting scenario or whatever. Yeah. So to calculate how many, uh, um, colors you need or a material you need. But a um, uh, proven method since middle ages, yes, <laughs> yeah, of course, um but if you need a three d model, for example to to make a planning in, yeah, let compare it also with the uh, stairlift scenario, yes, you can make an overall uh, uh, measurement, and let's say okay this this kind of chairlift will be. Possible on this stairs, but the exactly scenario you need an current measurement scenario, and then you have another possibility. the The other extreme scenario, let's say, is you put in there a laser. Yeah, you can uh, you have a laser, 360 degree. You put it into the room, and he's scanning anything what what is in this room, including all stairs, tables, and whatever. And afterwards, you have a real big point cloud. This point cloud is completely, let's say, not, not intelligence or non, uh, no, data, because there is no data in. Yeah. It's just points. The intelligence came by reducing this point cloud by people sitting in front of computer like we do right now. So, um, In in both scenarios, manual measurement and uh, laser scanning, you have manual process steps after the measurement to get this 3D model, which you are interested in, to make a planning, to make a calculation, to make whatever you want to. And this complete business process measurement is a non-digitalized process you see is what you get this is our scenario you just want to measure one stair or the, the stairs and at the wall not the wall you want to measure uh, um, a ground floor of the room and not the walls in the room you want to measure in, in a table and not the complete room you know so um
0: what, what i had in mind when you're talking about measurements first uh i just realized we may add a, a a, a chair lift, like you're saying, it's basically what you attach to the stairs when somebody, for example, cannot walk stairs anymore or has a wheelchair. And that's basically the platform that carries it up and down just for the people uh, listening to this. And the other one that you had in mind was, uh, what came to mind was when my mother got her built in kitchen. They came in three times to measure. Uh, We're not sure when the, uh, when the house was built, but it was probably built before the barn and the barn was built 1628. So you don't have any right ankle, uh, you don't have even for 10 centimeters, uh, a straight wall. So basically it goes in, it goes out, it goes a little bit left, a little bit right. So basically as they could make it at this very moment. And that would be like one of the places, uh, somebody can get, uh, his or her glasses on and she can just measure everything by watching at it. That, that is currently what, what you're looking at, right? Yeah.
1: This is our vision that you just have to watch. And then you will get automatically the 3D model out of it with a real high accuracy. And also we know this glasses are very expensive. So we are working on uh, solutions using normal smartphones or tablets, but they have to have the lighter sensor because of the accuracy factor.
0: Yeah, that, that was something that I had in mind because if you're just watching you always have the problem uh, to see how far it is and uh, for example, I do have a little uh, laser by a well-known uh, Home 2 producer and basically you hold it to the wall, you uh, have the laser, you should not look into it and it says you're down to to the last uh, digit, down to the millimeter, how far away it is and that, that was the first thing I had in mind that you actually attach it to the already expensive hololenses. That was like the first step. And now my understanding is you guys are developing it further, right? Yeah,
1: we do. And the next step is that we will have a self-service portal for our customers, because we know that the um, the measurement process in general is in all companies the same. It's the same as customer service process, for example. Yeah, So it depends uh, not depends on what kind of subject the service engineer has to repair. The process is in in anything, uh, in any steps equal. So first you are calling that you have a problem as a customer, then the service engineer has to come to you. Then the, he will repair the thing, wash machine and and forklift or whatever the, 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 the object doesn't matter. And, and afterwards, the the company will write an invoice. So the measurement process is nearly the same. It's always you have the order to measure something, you will drive to the location where you will measure it, and then you will get a 3D model out of it or you want to have it. So the process is in any steps equal. So that's the reason why we developed a self-service portal where we have a workflow configurator where the companies can define the steps, what kind of objects and how in, 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 any, in, in which, um, in, in which period or, 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 um, yeah, the, the companies can define it from themselves, you know? Um, because I think the process is, as I said, nearly the same, but the, the objects are, di- are d- different between the companies. And so that we have this, USP workflow configurator. And um, I think uh, when I look into our development team, it's very, um, very extensive developing such kind of configurators, but um, it's very useful to have an proper platform, which you can adapt and, and very easy to your own company applications, because I, don't want to be their next big platform, which has the uh, company to integrate in their IT systems like SIP, Microsoft, or whatever. You just adapt to their systems, and they and they use us just as a measurement tool, as an end-to-end solution, because we know. That we want to have this data from the field in the back office as in a digital format and not um, by yeah, sending paper papers and, and notices um, by the service engineers into the back office and then working in, in the PC. and so, so we are developing a complete end-to-end solution for the customers.
0: Actually, paper-based notes really made me, uh, made me smile because we have a built-in kitchen and our fridge broke down shortly before Christmas. And then we had somebody coming in, taking the measurements. He wrote it down and then they got it to, uh, to the retail store where they should, uh, actually, uh, find the right fridge. And it turned out the sale representative couldn't read the handwriting. <laughs> so that is Let's, fine. Let Let me, let me quickly give you uh two questions or two statements basically number one is um you guys are currently working on doing a freedman basically what i'm referring to is uh freedman the world is flat basically that's a book of a very Interesting person, uh, multi-time Pulitzer Prize winners. And basically that is a book where he argues the world is flat due to certain technologies. But what been sticking in my mind from him was that he was complaining about Ryanair or Southwest Airlines in his case, because they made him a ticketing agent because they had to print out the ticket the night before, which is something pretty common right now with uh, many, many airlines. And basically what you, able your clients to do, the companies that basically they can, with the right app at one point, that's the vision I understood, have the customers hold up their cell phones, hold up their tablets, and they can measure an object. So basically, you're doing a freedman with them instead of having a lot of people traveling around. You have just a handful of people sitting even in the home office, and t- taking the right measurements, that would be statement number one. If I understood, um, if I understood it right, J- just a side note: Does it also work for like humans for clothing, shoes, stuff like that? Um, could
1: be, but I don't believe that um, if you scan people, the shopping uh, experience. Um, will be the, the same as in a normal life. I don't think that augmented reality is a good shopping experience solution yeah, for clothes and so on, but for, for things like tables, stairs, and uh, ch- uh, chairs and so on. Uh, therefore, yes, but not for clothes.
0: Mm-hmm. And the next one would be so we understood where your vision is. You want to freedman the um clients of your clients and basically what I would be interested right now is where are the use cases, where can your clients apply it? As I said, just clothing, okay check. Um what you had is like the 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 uh, lifts, the chair lifts on the stairs, but I do believe they are like a ceiling other possibilities especially now thinking along the rail lines of machines heavy machinery built in stuff stuff like that but i do believe there are like a lot of other options right
1: yes of course no, normally um everybody thinks at the the um yeah uh, let's say kitchen scenarios, as you explained. But when you look at B2B uh, processes, uh, when you look in industrial areas, um, in, in the building and, and, and um, property management and property areas, there are a lot of processes where you are measure. For example, um, when you want to sell, let's say, um, a pellet, uh, Palettenregal, I don't know the English word for it. Um, therefore you have to measure the area where you want to build it up because you have to plan it in a, a um, CRD system. And, um, the next step is for the other uh, example is ship it ships. So, okay, it's not in a very huge industry in the pandemic situation right now because all ships are more in the harbors, but, um, when you build a ship, you have to measure after each workers are in this area they are working for. So you have to re-me- remeasure. Is the the Verfügbarer Bauraum. I don't know the English word. Um, the area available building space. Yeah. 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 Avail- uh, available, available
0: building available space. space. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> English is much more easier. <laughs> and, yeah. And, um, and, you- you were referring to uh the uh palettenregal. It's it's a heavy-duty shelf where you can basically have like whole constructs, big packages, very heavy, e- even approaching uh sometimes hundreds of kilograms or tons, and you just automatically lift them in there with a forklifter. That's what you have in mind. Many people know like a light version of that from the IKEA stores. Of course. Thanks a lot for this explaining.
1: Um Very welcome. Um, Yes. And so there are a lot of scenarios where you are measuring the industrial environment. And um, in Germany, a lot of companies like the engineer bureaus um, and architects are measure, for example, in in planning scenarios. And um, and there's also this um, BIM, building information modeling um, where the, building in industry tries to get a 3D model and a long time uh, 3D model, but they plan in 3D, but then they, the agencies or the companies building the building in other way as they plan. So that there is a difference between the real building and the 3D model, which they are planned. And therefore, for example, our application can also be used. Um, just measure one one special room and um, one special place and to update this original 3D model. There are a lot of use cases. Our solution is not um, uh, really useful when you want to scan a complete building like with drones and so on. There are other applications where you can scan the complete building and get an real accurate uh, 3D model when you measure long distance, the complete building and so on. But when you go into very small spaces, very um, small areas, small objects, then you and you want to update 3D models, you want to create very small intelligence 3D models,
0: then you use our application. Mm-hmm. I see. Um- now we do have an understanding of what you guys are doing, what you've guys been doing. I was wondering, how are you funded right now? Where, where does the money for the doing come from? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bootstrapped. Um, on the one hand, on the other hand, we have a funding from the city of Hamburg. Um, the city of Hamburg has um, a startup programs here. And we have this uh, program, which called, you know, ramp up. And, um, that we got also some money, but the other part and the main part is the bootstrapped.
0: mm-hmm I see if an investor sees this interview, would you be open to talk to them?
1: I won't say no. <laughs> so, um, I think any company will be open if they're uh, in, in our early steps. We are right now. Um, it is will be open to discuss. The, the question is always how much money for what? And um, I think obviously also with this next um products we have also in, in in our minds so measurement is the one step but to visualize is the next step for example yeah um to visualize the 3d models which we are scanned for example or any 3d model because my opinion is that a lot of companies has 3D models. Uh, this uh, German Mittelstand, for example, they ha- have a lot of uh, cut models in their IT systems. And um, there are a lot of companies which are not able to visualize it by augmented reality because the, the process to put this existing 3D data into a format which is able to visualize is very, um yeah, uh, expensive uh, in the, nowadays but there are cloud services which you can use and we also think about the next pro- product which will be called XR Scene from creating 3D scenes. Um, so we are creating just not an measurement solution. This is yeah our core product let's say but we are developing other 3D augmented reality products around that on a specific solution platform and in, in, in this complete field, I think we have a, a good opportunity to be one of the augmented reality players in the market. And yes, if there will be an investor who will be interested in to give us some money. I think my, uh, my contact will be in this uh, notes wherever you will put this, um,
0: show notes in the show notes um, and we put them down here wherever you're watching this, wherever you're listening this, there has to be a link at least that you could copy and paste to our blog post. And there, of course, is your LinkedIn profile. Really sorry that we cannot make the links work everywhere. Unfortunately, we are limited by the platform you're consuming this on. If you're bothered by this, you should think about uh, looking for us on a different platform. Dennis, was very great talking to you. We are running a little bit longer than usual, but I do believe it was totally worth it. Augmented reality, virtual reality is a big topic, especially if you guys are really applying it. We've come a long way from like the very bulky 3D glasses where you had to stand on a platform to make 3D shooters really work to here where you actually can apply it. We'll keep a little bit track of you guys and I hope you're doing great. Thank you very much for being my guest and moin moin. Thank you to be
1: here Um, and uh, moin from Hamburg because one moin is enough.
0: (laughs) One moin is enough. Awesome closing words. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. If you are a professional looking at the European startup scene, Germany is a place you cannot miss. Fortunately for you, there is StartupRad.eo, the authority on German startups. This English only podcast brings you fresh interviews each week. Most likely, you have never heard or read anything on these startups before in English, but you will in the future. Be ahead of the curve and subscribe to StartupRad.eo podcast or check for the StartupRad.eo internet radio station. Check your Alexa for the StartupRad.eo skill as well.